up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. It's bright and early on a gorgeous Friday morning. And if you all are tuning in live this morning on a Friday, you will notice we're a little late to the feeds today. We're a little late to our podcasting feeds, um, but only because it is another big week for the Draft Queens and one half of our Draft Queens, Michelle. She's on the road again, folks. This woman cannot be stopped. She is always here or there or anywhere. Um, but we have some big things coming, uh, including travel as it pertains to draft queens coming soon. So we promise, I know that these Friday episodes that are be re- being recorded in different places are different, but they're for good reason. We have big things coming for draft queens uh, later this fall and into the playoffs. So stay with us. But you've got both of us today recording remotely is Michelle. She is across the pond where they play their Saturday morning game. So maybe we can get Michelle out to the Saturday morning game or Sunday morning game rather uh, this weekend overseas. I, however, am here for you all to kick off our show uh, and give you our week six fantasy updates for fantasy football, fantasy NFL football. Um, So expect the same show you always get, just a little bit formatted different. Um, And first and foremost, to kick off this week, um, we just need to talk a little bit about uh, looking back at last week's matchup uh, and and Michelle and I in our respective fantasy leagues. Um, I can speak for Michelle while she is not here because, well, that is my job, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, I know that Michelle had uh, told me just how great her fantasy team went off last weekend, uh, all thanks to Mr. Travis Kelsey, who is an absolute maniac and scored four touchdowns, four passing touchdowns uh, from Patrick Mahomes. It was an absolute blowout day for Travis Kelsey and also Patrick Mahomes. So if any of you have the Chiefs or any Chiefs, but especially those two Chiefs in your lineups, congratulations. So did Michelle, and it really helped her last week. Um, as for me, folks, I uh, I am 0-3 in my three weeks as of last week, but you know how fantasy goes. We have no crystal ball. That's just kind of how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Um, so it was a missed week for me, but I am determined to get back on the horse. I have done some serious research for today's show so that we can advise you properly and that we all go 3-0 and in across at least my three leagues. But however many leagues you're in, we want you to be in the black and not in the red. Um, so we've done some serious research this week, and I'm determined to win. So um, in one of my leagues, I'm I'm in number one. The other two, I'm about middle of the pack, so we've got some proving to do. So let's do it today. Um, let's go ahead and get into it. So we're going to start this episode like we start every episode and talk a little bit about the injury report for this week. There are some notable ones, um, particularly for me, Damian Harris, running back for the Patriots, uh, is supposed to, as of today's show on Friday morning, is supposed to miss a number of weeks. So please do keep that in mind. Um, You'll hear in a second from Michelle about the start that you should make for running backs uh, in lieu of Damian Harris. But Damian Harris is out this week and possibly multiple weeks as well as keep an eye on James Conner, Rashad Penny, Teddy Bridgewater, and Pat Fryermuth. Those are the big ones for this week. Luckily, a shorter list than normal. Usually, we've got kind of a laundry list. Um, We've also got some folks coming back, so notably for week six, 
Um, keep an eye on Tua Tagliaviola. Uh, we'll see if he's actually in the game after a massive concussion a couple uh, games ago. Uh, and he could be back this week, among others. So this is a good week. Week six is where things start to get crazy, people. Um, injuries are just as important as notably bye weeks. You're going to start seeing some big gaps in your lineups. And that's okay. That is why we have this episode to start, sit, and stream some new players to put in your lineup um, so you can stash the folks who are uh, on their bye week and uh, have quick injuries. So with that in mind, for today's episode, we are not talking about two teams. And those teams are the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders. Uh, They played last night, Thursday night, October 13th. Um, I watched the game. I gotta say, it was uh, it was just as uh, snoozy as I would have anticipated. But hey, uh, it's Thursday night football, so who's to complain? Uh, that game ended in a 12-7 victory. Uh, the Commanders over the Chicago Bears. And yet again, Justin Fields and the Bears continue to run that team into the ground. Uh, But I would probably say the same for the Commanders. If we were to talk about start and sit today for the Commanders, uh, that both teams would have been a sit across the board, at least for me. But, uh, you know, now we know. And we have much more to look forward to in this week six. So uh, I'm going to let this get underway, kick this ball over to Michelle across the pond, and she'll start us off for week six, stardom sit with running backs. All right, everyone. So I am currently in Spain. However, it's very important that we get through some start-sit hot takes for this weekend's games. Uh, the times of the games here in Spain are completely crazy. The 1 o'clock games are at 7 p.m. The 4 p.m. games are at 11 p.m. And there's no way I will even be able to stay awake for the night games because they are at 2 in the morning. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Still got to set that lineup. Still got to give you our start-sit hot takes. So I may not be recording with Kate, but... I've got a few ideas and start sits to share with y'all, starting with running back. So uh, this week, as you may have heard, uh, Damian Harris is dealing with some hamstring injuries, uh, which really, really, really levels up Ramondre Stevenson's worth. Um, They've been splitting a lot of work in the backfield, but now with Harris looking at some time out and the Pats playing against Cleveland, love Ramondre Stevenson this week. Um, additionally, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. definitely has been rising to the occasion in San Francisco. Uh, we have been talking about this backfield for many, many seasons on, um, draft Queens. They just haven't seemed to be able to stay healthy or get it right. But Jeff Wilson seems to be rising to the occasion as their number one. They face the Falcons this week and I predict a breakout week, uh, for Jeff Wilson Jr. on the 49ers. Get that guy in your lineup if you have him. Speaking of guys that you may or may not have, um, Ken Walker and Eno Benjamin were two hot items on the waiver wire this week. Did you snag one of them? Did you snag both of them? If you snagged either, I think they are worthy of plug and play this week. Um, As we know, Rashad Penny out with an injury for Seattle, um, so Ken Walker will be the guy there. Uh, It was also announced that James Conner is out with an injury for Arizona, so Eno Benjamin will be the guy there. And even more fun, those two teams are playing one another 
They are not very good at defense and they are predicting some big points scored in that. So if you snagged one of those guys off the waiver wire, uh, plug them into your lineup. I think this is the perfect week for them. Uh, And perhaps uh, you were able to snag one of those guys and you've got Najee Harris on your team who we talked about last week. Um, I'm officially hitting the panic button on Najee uh, and putting him as a sit this week. They play against a really tough Tampa Bay defense and Najee just has not been able to get it going in Pittsburgh. Um, And last but not least, uh, a few weeks ago, I think there was some conversation around Tyler Algier uh, picking him up, trying to play him uh, with the injury to Cordell Patterson. Uh, I personally mm, don't think that's worth it. Not really sure why we're still all fangirling over him, but I don't think that's the right play this week. So that is my running back hot takes for this week. Hey, Michelle. Thanks for doing the running back segment. Okay, let's uh, let's get into quarterbacks here. Um, there's a couple that I want to keep our eyes on. Let's talk. Let's talk about starts to start. So uh, my first start for this week in our weekly breakdown for week six is Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. We've been waiting for him to go off, um, and it's very strange this year to see Aaron Rodgers log no more than. Uh, 20 fantasy points uh, any given week this season. So I think this could be the week that he goes nuclear. Uh, I hope that I'm advising you all correctly in that. But right now, uh, the the Packers are playing the New York Jets, which is a great matchup for them. Um, they also are uh, minus seven in terms of the line for that game. So uh, the, the uh, Packers pretty heavily favored here. Um, I also should note that Aaron Rodgers hasn't, again, he hasn't really gone off yet. He's yet to pass, uh, or have a, uh, a three touchdown game or pass for more than 300 yards or up to 300 yards. And I think that might be a testament to his receiving core changing. We all know Devonte Adams is now, uh, over in, um, I almost said Oakland, but over in Las Vegas. And so there's a lot to be said there. I still am hopeful for a standout performance from Aaron Rodgers, and it could be this week against the Jets at home, and the Jets uh, just struggled with both uh, two other elite quarterbacks as of recently, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and so um, I think that with those quarterbacks combined having having scored six touchdowns combined, uh, Aaron Rodgers can split that difference and hit that three-touchdown game that we've been waiting for from him. Uh, and in general, the Jets have been pretty limited, uh, and so I, I feel really good about Rodgers having his best game of the season, potentially, this week. So give a look at Aaron Rodgers. Finally, it's time for him to go off. Um, this second start is someone that Michelle would be very excited about, one of her favorite quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins over on the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Minnesota has Miami this week, and uh, watch out because Miami's been actually pretty red hot this year. Um, But again, this is looking at really great veteran quarterbacks who in week six are due to have a good fantasy game. Uh, Cousins, he's yet to have... uh, a good game on the road, I would say, this season at least, with 14 fantasy points or less normally against uh, the Eagles and the Saints. Uh, but 
The reason that those games on the road have been difficult, I think, is those opponents have been extremely strong. We know how good the Eagles have looked this year. We know how much the uh, the the Saints are really a force to be reckoned with, at least on defense. You know, their corners, they are just electric. And so I think those two teams have prevented Kirk Cousins on the road from having breakout fantasy games with more than 14 fantasy points. Um I would say that last year, if you're looking at Kirk Cousins, he scored about 30 or 40% more fantasy points on the road in six of his eight road games. Uh, He averaged 21 fantasy points on the road. And so I think he's primed this week to take the cake. Uh, The Dolphins have allowed uh, upwards of 20 fantasy points, at least most recently against Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. And so I think that Kirk Cousins will have a top 10 potential matchup this week uh, to be a top 10 potential quarterback for our fantasy leagues. So I would uh, I would put Kirky in there if you're questioning him. Uh, I think he's a start this week. Now, you may be saying, hey, Kate, uh, no can do. We're at week six. I'm in a super flex league. I, I really need somebody who might be available on the waivers that I can slot into my super flex or put in my flex spot. Or maybe you're just looking for a new quarterback because, spoiler alert, we're going to get into some of the busts um, who have not been fantastic as of late. Um, I would say there's uh, there's two potential either streams or bus or booms this week. Booms, people, not busts. There are two potential booms this week um, who I would pick up. The first is a very, very sleepy to date, but very talented Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is playing the Carolina Panthers, and it should be a really good rebound opportunity for Matt. Um, he will be at home at SoFi Uh, against the Panthers. Really great for home field advantage. We all know how fantastic SoFi is. And Carolina, offense and defense, both have been very difficult having an interim head coach right now in Steve Wilkes and an interim coordinator with Al Holcomb. Um, The Panthers are just, they're having a tough time, y'all. They're having a really tough time. So I think Matt Stafford is a really good start this week and potential boom because the Panthers have allowed uh, at least 22 fantasy point games at home in the past two games against Kyler Murray and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Speaking of Jimmy G, this is my other potential boom this week. Uh, Take a look at Jimmy G uh, as he, first of all, Jimmy G is a winner. If you look at the stats, he's a winning guy. Um, All he does does is win, 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 even though a lot of his games are even keeled, cool comp collected, and pretty middle of the road. Um, I would say that he is a steady pickup this year. Um, I also love his matchup this week. San Francisco is negative five and a half against the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta has been historically struggling, not just this year, but for many years uh, with both offense and defense. And um, Garoppolo has the chance this week uh, for a second game in a row to go 20 plus fantasy points in week six against the Falcons. So uh, he just had his contract extended for one year, and I think it may pay off for y'all if you want to pick up Mr. Jimmy G. Um, absolutely fantastic this year. And I hope that the run continues into week six as a possible sleeper start. Okay. Now the less fun stuff. Let's talk about, uh, our sits here. And my first sit, I will say loud and I will say proud, uh, is Russell Wilson, who is also on my fantasy team. And man, if you're a Russell Wilson owner, 
I hope you've not been struggling as much as I have, but I've been struggling. I've been struggling with whether to start him or whether to sit him. When I start him, he does nothing. When I sit him, he goes off. And I should say he's only gone off about twice this year, uh, up through week five. Um, so he only has one game this season with more than 19 fantasy points. It's worth noting. Um, he scored only eight fantasy points last week, and that was against the Colts with 274 passing yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, I just, I, I don't see it for Russ. I don't see it for Russ. And I think that against the Chargers, uh, even being at mile high, I think he'll have a difficult time against the Chargers who are favored minus five this week. Um, just not looking super good. I would probably recommend, even if you're feeling like you have a tough matchup this week and you really need a W, uh, it might be a good week to start one of the boom players that I mentioned, either Matt Stafford or Jimmy G. Um, Russ Wilson is a sit for me. I, I also, I don't want to uh, spoil the surprise here, but Russ and Matt Ryan faced out, faced off in week five. Um, Matt Ryan really having a horrible showing for the ages, even worse than his stint on uh, the Falcons, I would say, in the last couple seasons. Um, Matt Ryan had one fantasy point last week, or in week two, and uh, that was at Jacksonville. They are, again, playing Jacksonville this week. Um, albeit in week two, uh, the Colts were devoid Michael Pittman, uh, due to injury. And so that's one less target to have. So he should fare better this week, but I, I don't think I would start him anywhere, but deep super flex in two quarterback leagues. If you're a one quarterback league and you really need the points, Matt Ryan is a sit this week. Unfortunately, it's going to be a tough one for him and it continues to be a tough road up for the Colts. So that's your quarterback segment. I'm going to flip it back to Michelle uh, for wide receivers. All right, so you heard some of my hot takes on running backs for starts it this week. Uh, I do have a few thoughts on the wide receiver position as well. Um, we've talked a bunch about Christian Kirk this season. He has been the main man in Jacksonville. However, he uh, did not do very well last week. I'm pretty sure on my uh, team he literally had one point. However, I do think this is going to be a rebound week for him. Keep him in your lineups. Don't give up faith. Uh, I, I definitely see uh, a rebound week for um, Christian Kirk. A uh, couple things to be aware of here. So Rashad Bateman has been dealing with a bit of an injury um, on the Ravens. If he continues to suffer from injury and sits out, uh, Derek Duvernay could be uh, Devin Duvernay could be a awesome pickup uh, and and stream um, for this week in the wide receiver position. Um, now here's maybe an unpopular opinion. However, Jalen Waddle as well as Tyreek Hill and all of the Miami Dolphins have been playing extremely well this season. Fantasy has, uh, if fantasy owners have been very happy with these players. That said, there have been a number of quarterback injuries now in Miami. First with Tua um, and the concussion. Now Teddy Bridgewater comes in. He's dealing with some elbow injuries. And the word out there is that Skylar Thompson is going to be the starting quarterback for Miami this week. Beware, Jalen Waddle owners. Um, uh, last week was the first time I ever even heard Skylar Thompson's name. Doesn't mean he's not capable. However, I think you really need to manage your expectations. Um, and perhaps this is a sit week for Jalen Waddle. Um, other sits, Jerry Judy. What is happening out there with Russell Wilson? I was so high on this team. I was so excited to see these guys click. Uh, Cortland Sutton definitely has been getting more of the attention out there, but neither one of these, uh, you know, wide receivers has been an amazing 
fantasy play, unfortunately. Um, and I'm looking at that Broncos team. I've been holding my breath and holding out hope. Um, I can't hold my breath anymore. I think Jerry Judy is a sit this week. Okay, and let's round it out here, y'all, with tight ends. Uh, let's start where every good tight end segment starts, with the starts. And we've got a big start to start. How many times can I say start? A lot. Um, so let's talk about David Njoku on the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, baby! Um, David Njoku is leading all tight ends in the league right now with 250 yards in the past three weeks. Um, let's talk facts and figures for a second. He's seen at least six targets, five catches, and 73 yards in each of the last three games. And he has had double-digit fantasy points in two of those games. Uh, he was just under that for, for another game because of a fumble. And we now know that David Njoku is a uh, hot target for Jacoby Brissett and the Browns offense. This is something that Michelle and I were toying with at the top of the season. Uh, we weren't sure. Is he going to have a great 2022 season? Is it going to look like 2021? And the answer is yes. Um, the volume is there. And I would say the matchup this week for David Njoku is fairly good. Uh, they're going up against the New England Patriots, who are middle of the pack uh, in terms of defense against tight ends. Um, who knows if that matters or not, though, because Njoku is seeing the ball a lot. He's seeing the ball a lot, and he's been extremely productive with it. Um, you, you should start him. That's really all I can say about David Njoku. Um, he's a startable tight end week over week, and this is just another week that will be good for him. Um, I could go on and on, I would say, about other tight ends that you've heard in previous episodes who are really, really good. Uh, Zach Ertz, for example, uh, you know, Tyler Higby, if he's healthy for this week, which keep an eye on him, he's questionable. But let's spice things up this week. Uh, let's talk about a tight end that I had high hopes for in week one or two of this season. He looked really good. He's a little bit boomer bust. But this week, I'm going to put my money on a boom and a start for Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill of the New Orleans Saints. Um, going up against this week, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, both teams. Uh, both teams will be a lot of fun. And I also think that this particular person, I think Taysom Hill, is a lot of fun. Uh, if you don't know Taysom Hill, he not only is a tight end, but he also can uh, jump in and quarterback if needed. So uh, for fantasy points, he is a really fun one who can very much go off if he has that kind of a day. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. He uh, threw for 22 passing yards and a touchdown, uh, which was very interesting to see. Um, I, I think it's it's a little bit difficult to gauge whether Taysom will be receiving or throwing the ball, but knowing that he's had 22 passing yards in the last game and then attacking on 112 rushing yards uh, and three scores on the ground, I mean, he's a force. He's a force to be reckoned with. Um, so not as great for those of you who have Alvin Kamara because Taysom Hill does and can run the ball. Uh, but this man has a ceiling. Uh, so that's the, that's the boom and the bust portion of this. He's got a really high ceiling and a really low floor. Um, I would call out that he is boomer bust in the sense that, uh, he scored 15 fantasy points twice over 
uh, over eight, three times. And I, I think that the, the real interesting thing is, is just keeping an eye on his opponent and keeping an eye on who and when you need to stream a tight end to start. Um, I, no one will bring you as close as Taysom Hill will to this ceiling. So I recommend Taysom as a start. Um, a, if you are really struggling, right, uh, and you're willing to take a big chance, and B, in the same vein, if you're willing to take a big chance, but you really need a win this week, and, and you want to play some more potentially explosive players who have uh, a, a greater depth of upside, but also a greater depth of uh, downside. So I would say not a bad play, not a bad start this week. Uh, if you're a little bit desperate or if you're looking to take a little bit of risk, give Taysom Hill a look here. Um, we're going to talk about one more tight end, and I would say this is my sleeper start, uh, only because we haven't heard a hell of a lot about Noah Fant. Does everybody remember Noah Fant, who did a high five and switched places with Russell Wilson? Noah Fant is a former Bronco now in Seattle. Uh, he played a season high of 60% of snaps this past week, 60%. And we just talked about it, folks. Um, the thing with tight ends is volume. That is what you are looking for is a lot of targets. And uh, I'll be damned because Geno Smith, uh, the quarterback over there in Seattle, looks really good. I mean, he looks really fantastic. I'm also thinking of picking him up for my league this this week. Um so with that in mind, Noah Fant looking equally fantastic, looking like uh, a real serious target over there, and uh, it shows by the numbers. He saw five targets last week and also a season high catching uh, three for 49 yards. It was his best game as a Seahawk, and he also saw more targets than Will Disley, um, which Will Disley, if you haven't watched any of those games uh, with the with the Seahawks, has been a huge target share uh, for Geno Smith. So uh, it looks like Fant is just generally rising with more receiving time, uh, more looks, more playing time, and generally becoming a preferred option uh, between he and Will Disley. I like it a lot. Uh, he's also got a pretty favorable matchup in the tight end position. And generally, the team's got a pretty interesting matchup against the Cardinals, um, who have allowed the second most fantasy points per game to tight ends at nine and a half points per game. So I, I think uh, Fant's a little bit of a, he, he's on the upswing. He's a bit of a deeper stretch for a streaming option if you're in need this week. Um, but that's why he sits in the sleeper start position. We'll see if his star continues to rise here. Um, some stars that are falling. We have two stars that are falling this week. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but Dalton Schultz is the first culprit for our sit section of tight ends. Um, Dalton Schultz has been dealing with a knee injury that he had suffered in week five. Um, he's also up against an electric team, the best team in the National Football League right now, the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but kudos to the Eagles. And uh, he's been struggling generally to make an impact on the Cowboys, uh, especially considering that Cooper Rush is at the helm while Doc Prescott is out. Um, 
it's been tough. It's been tough. He's had uh, 18 yards total in the last three games. He hasn't had a catch in either of the last two games. Um, it's just a sign for me that perhaps he's not the play this week. Let him heal. Let that knee injury come back that he suffered in week five come to full fruition. Um, let's get Dalton Schultz healed up and with a better matchup in order to start him. Um, so I've got Dalton Schultz as a, as a sit this week. And last but certainly not least in the tight end section, we've got Tyler Conklin sitting against the Green Bay Packers uh, on the New York Jets. Uh, interestingly enough, we've seen a turn of the tides for the New York Jets. If you do remember at the top of the season, while Zach Wilson was out with injury, uh, they had their second string quarterback, Joe Flacco, come in as the Jets starting quarterback. And at that point, at that point in the first couple weeks of the season, Tyler Conklin was a start. Um, he was one of the top tight ends in the league when Joe Flacco was looking at him. Um, but Zach Wilson has been back in weeks four and five and in both of those weeks has been held to single digits in both game, um, both games rather. Tyler Conklin has not had a single catch uh, as of in week five, and between those two games, weeks four and five, he's only had 11% target share and uh, 14% air yard share. So um, while Tyler Conklin is always fun, I pick him up in a lot of leagues every year over year, no matter the team that he's on. Uh, I'm not loving it this week. I'm not loving it for week six. Uh, I think he was a great option early in the season. And I think with Zach Wilson back, um, we're still pinning down who exactly is going to carry the team home for the tight end slot. And, And if Tyler Conklin does indeed become a target sharer. So right now it's too tough to trust him. And especially with Zach Wilson, I would say that this week he is a sick He's a sit, and uh, knowing that he has had the sixth fewest fantasy points in the NFL as of last week, um, he's got to be a sit. He's got to be a sit for you. So uh, that's all I've got for tight ends. And uh, before we wrap things up, I'm going to kick it to Michelle for our Draft Queens Bet of the Week. Well, for this week's Bet of the Week, I, again, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. No crystal ball. I don't always get these right. However... I gave you a few players for the running back position that I really like this week, and I'm going to take that and parlay it up. Uh, I'm going to put together a running back anytime touchdown parlay with Eno Benjamin, Ken Walker, Ramondre Stevenson, and for good measure, I'm throwing in Aaron Jones. Let's hope this one hits everybody. All right, everybody. It has been so much fun coming to you with week six, stardom sit'em from your draft queens, Kate and Michelle. Uh, we've been doing this remotely and we'll continue to do this remotely uh, on Monday for Monday's episode of The Huddle. But please tune in. Um, we want to be in your earballs and we are very excited to come to you on Monday morning with all of our sports news across the league. And we have some very exciting international headlines this coming Monday uh, as an homage to Michelle. Michelle being overseas this week. So um, tune in on Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can find our new episodes on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and I keep saying Apple Music, but it's Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and really anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's free, everybody. Um, Come join us for your weekly dose of fantasy football expert advice and also for your sports roundups from the week. So we'll see you for the huddle on Monday morning. Have a great weekend, everybody. 
Go kill it week six of fantasy football. Uh, and let's get it. Let's bring home the gold.